This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Pour yourself a cold one. They strike him, huh? And listen to Russ Tucker break down the top college prospects on another tasty edition of The College Draft. Yeah, it is Daddy Soda Time here on the College Draft Podcast, and you better believe later on this week, Wednesday, Thursday, I'll be having some Daddy Sodas. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman. Now I got a bunch of podcasts that I love. The Ross Tucker Football Podcast is daily. I love the Fantasy Feast Podcast because I love fantasy football. I love the Even Money Podcast because it's fun to pick the games against the spread. And this here college draft podcast is an absolute blast because we get you ready for the NFL draft and we get you ready for the biggest college football games every weekend. Not only do we let you know the player you should watch in each of these games, who your team in the NFL might draft, we also tell you who we think is going to win. We pick the game against the spread, which is a ton of fun. And by we... I mean he, Emery Hunt, you see him all over CBS Sports HQ at this point. Just remember this, okay? Five years from now, maybe two years from now, when Emery's a big star, just remember when what that I told you. A lot of you maybe weren't familiar with Emery before now. Everyone in the world is going to know Emery Hunt's name two years from now. I'm just telling you, that's what's going to happen. He, we're going to have another one. He's going to be the Andrew Brandt, the Greg Cosell. By the way, a lot of people already do know his name. Because of all the great broadcasting work he does, the CBS Sports HQ stuff, and of course, football game plan. That's how you check him out on Twitter at FBall Game Plan. He's football game plan on YouTube. He's like a he's like a real real life YouTube star. You know, every kid says they want to be a YouTuber, like a YouTube star. Emery actually is a YouTube star. Like I talk to a YouTube star every week. By the way, this show is always available on YouTube. We could we should post it to your uh football game plan page. I was just thinking too, Emery. We could do that too so people can get more content there. The football game plan page on YouTube. We are youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. That's me by the way. Any social media that you're into, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, just go at Ross Tucker NFL. You'll see me. We post the highlight clips of every show on the YouTube page. We also post the highlight clips on social media at Ross Tucker Pod, Twitter and Instagram. The real key, we got all these guys declaring for the NFL draft, teams opting out of bowls. I mean, it is NFL draft season. I mean, these guys are starting to train for the combine. It's here. Make sure you pick up a draft guide from Emory, footballgameplan.com slash 2021 draft guide. Good morning, Emory. Good morning, Ross. How are you this this fine cold wintry morning man it looks dreary outside i tell you yeah you know what i'm doing pretty good man i had a nice double header the air force army game was epic just like i thought it would be army couldn't score a touchdown the whole game until the last drive they go the entire length of the field 16 plays eight minutes 
fourth and inches. They get in. I mean, it was just, it was awesome, man. I, I live for that 10-7. I love that stuff. I, I lo- you know, I'm the right guy for CBS to have calling those games because I love that stuff. So that was cool. And then last night, uh, Baker Mayfield, dude. I mean, I did the Browns Giants last night, Emery. So mm-hmm. I'm working on, working on four hours sleep again. But Emery, Baker Mayfield, he looks like he did in college right now. I mean, he, he, he could put the ball anywhere he wants to. Yeah, confidence is, is critical for every football player. And it's even more critical for a quarterback because once you're feeling it, um, everything is just going to come out right. Everything's going to come out accurate. You're going to always be throwing it to the right guy. And, you know, last night it, it just looked <clears throat> to me, it looked like they were in practice, like, you know, ones versus twos, like a really good, uh, really good practice. And Mayfield's just driving the ball down the field. I felt like even though they, they only scored 20, they were in complete control of that ball game and it started on offense. All right. So we got a lot to talk about. Um, I am very, very angry. I think we talked about this last week a little bit, Emery. This this college football playoff, and I'm not that mad about the top four. I can live with the top four, right? Like, right. You can make a strong argument for any of those teams over A and M or over Cincinnati. So I'm okay with the top four. I really am. But it's the rankings after that that I just don't understand. Like, having Florida still ahead of Cincinnati after three losses. And look, they look pretty impressive against Alabama. They got a nice offense. And more importantly to me, Coastal Carolina not being in a New Year's Six Bowl when Iowa State and Florida – and North Carolina, are you kidding me? Now, you can maybe argue Florida. You know, they lost Alabama. They lost a and Okay. But I still don't even think you can do that. But Iowa State, they played the same team. They played your alma mater. Your alma mater beat Iowa State by 17 and lost to Coastal Carolina, who, by the way, is undefeated. Iowa State has three losses. It, it is it is an absolute disgrace, Emery. It, it really is, man. And you know, it's it's sad because now we have this. You know, back when when we played Ross, it was you know you play a good season, you get a bowl invite, you go to the bowl game. If your team is good enough and they were thought to be worthy enough, you got an invite to the BCS and you got to play in the championship game. And you know, I remember you know this was '98 with with Tulane going undefeated and then they are going through the whole process and they get all the way up to number six or seven in the nation. Um, and it was a real conversation, man, whether or not Tulane could, could beat Oklahoma or Tennessee that year. And, you know, if they beat so-and-so, maybe they get in, they ended up blowing out BYU in the, in the Liberty bowl. And you see nowadays it has just become a money grab because when you look at college football, and starting the FCS in D2 and D3, NAIA, JUCO, every other level has it right. Every team legitimately has a chance to win a national championship, theoretically, because everyone will get their opportunity in the playoffs. At the FBS level, you know going in, out of the 130 teams I believe there, there are now, 12 have a legitimate shot at a national championship, even within the Power Five. 
if you have a team like, let's say Northwestern beats Ohio State in the Big Ten championship game, they weren't going to put the Northwestern in, you know, because that's not a name brand team. That's not going to drive viewership to the to the uh, to the playoffs. They they were going to find a way to keep Ohio State in. They want Notre Dame in because Notre Dame is a national brand. Obviously, Alabama and Clemson are the two best teams, so they want those guys in. You legitimately have twelve teams playing for the national championship every year, and you had a great opportunity, especially this season, to throw a Cincinnati in there or even a Coastal Carolina in the the, the New Year's Six bowl game. And you also have the Cajuns. Now, I, I, you know, I, I put on a good hat and said I love the matchup. But come on, man, you, you have my Cajuns playing UTSA. Come on, like, and I saw. And here's the the, the sad part is it created a whole. They they want to put you in a box. Like they want the Cajuns fans were saying, oh, we want to play Coastal in the in a bowl game to determine who's the real Sun Belt champion. No, don't fight for that. Fight for you know, a power five, a ranked power five school, because that's what you want. You They want you to play Coastal in the, and oh, pat on the head, yeah, group of five, you guys are playing, that's nice, in, in a bowl game on a Tuesday. No, you want North Carolina. You want Oklahoma. You want Iowa State again. You want that school so you can beat the brakes off them and then show, hey, put us in the playoffs. Kind of like how UCF was when they got to face Auburn. And they, they beat Auburn. So I think the, the whole thing needs to go back. And it's funny because you see people always online talking about, oh, man, we got to figure out how to – how do you – is it eight? Is it six? Is it is it 12? There's an example that has been there since 1978. It's called the FCS playoffs. Follow that motto, apply it to the FBS, and go play ball. Like, stop playing dumb on purpose. I, I mean, it gets me so angry. And I, how much did we talk about this last week? I can't remember, but it just it goes against everything we hold near and dear to our hearts about sports and about football and about opportunity and about our country. And it's just like, how about the fact, Emery, that as we sit here, 8.39 a.m. Eastern Time on Monday morning, Army is nine and two. Commander in chief trophy champions. They beat multiple teams that are going to bowls. They beat UTSA. They they had they held Cincinnati to their lowest points, yards, all those things. And yet they are being shut out of a bowl right now. I it's like unconscionable to me. Like how do these teams like South Carolina, what are they, two and eight? Two and eight. A bad two and eight, too. And they're going to a bowl game. How do those how do the administrators at South Carolina even look themselves in the mirror? It, 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 I, I don't know how they do it, Emory. I really don't. Yeah, who want and at South Carolina, if you're on the team, who wants to play in a bowl game? Like you guys are terrible. Like, you know what, man? it's not like we got robbed out of six victories this year and we should be 10 and 0, you know, no, you guys were a terrible two and eight. You guys are going to get blown out in this bowl game. Like, why do you want to continue to get beat down? Like throw in the towel. It's okay. You're two and eight. Let army take that spot. Or if you're the bowl committee or one of these bowls, I know you have contractual 
obligations, but two and eight? Like, come on, man. Like, nah, this, well, so I, I get it in life that nobody wants to get sued, right? Like, I get right. that. But you'd like to think that they could have a conversation and be like, listen, I, I know there's money that goes along with it, and the SEC wants the money, and I'm sure South Carolina wants those practices. That right. They want those practices to try to get better for next year. And this is – it just goes to show you how much of a business it really is. Right, because think about it. You you start the season and coaches at, you know, Alabama, Ohio State, hey, guys, let's let's have a good spring, good fall. We're, we're, we're trying to win a national championship. We're, we're gunning for the national championship for the playoffs. Coaches at Louisiana say, hey, guys, let's go. Let's, you know, work hard. We're gunning for the first responders bowl. Like, how do, how do you stay motivated if you are not truly playing for a national championship? I get conference championship. But it's all just needs to be blown up and, and and redone. So bad. All right, let's get to let's get to some games. Let's get to some bowls. Let's get to some games where we can talk about prospects. I will mention this, by the way. After being away all weekend, it is nice to be home for the next four days. I think I told you this, Emery. I'll be doing uh, Viking Saints on Christmas, mm-hmm. so that means this year. I will have called an FBS or NFL game on every single day of the week. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I don't know if anybody's ever done that before. I need somebody to look that up. But anyway, Claim I'll be it. home the next four days, which I'm really looking forward to. And it'll be nice to get some nice home-cooked meals. I absolutely love the meals from HelloFresh. My wife helps. Um, our nanny helps. You know, when my wife and I are both working, it's easy and stress-free. It's delicious and nutritious. And it's the variety that I love. It takes 20 minutes, low-calorie, kid-approved recipes. The girls like it. It's really, I mean, to me, I just, when I'm home, I want to eat healthy stuff. And I know people are like, What? But you don't get it. When you're on the road for four days at a time and all you can do is go through the drive-thru somewhere or whatever, the hotel didn't even have room service. I'm like, you know, I, I Google Panera because I'm trying to find something. That, it's nice to be home and be able to get some delicious, delicious food from HelloFresh. Absolutely love it. Here's the key. Go to HelloFresh.com slash draft 80 and use code draft 80 to get $80 off, including free shipping. So why would you not do that? That's a cool gift for somebody for the holidays. HelloFresh.com slash draft 80. You're set. You're saving 80 bucks and you use code draft 80 to get $80 off, including free shipping. Send somebody in your life, a bunch of really nice, ready to prepare home cooked meals. Awesome. HelloFresh.com slash draft 80 speaking of awesome emery let us get to the first game on the docket it's the myrtle beach bowl app state against north texas again i'm not sure how these teams are in bowl games over army but they are the game is it's today is that right it's today (laughs) what (laughs) I didn't know there was a bowl game today. Exactly. That's amazing. Wow. Well, we better finish this up real quick. 
Penn State is favored by 21 points. They got a cornerback, Shamar Jean Charles. Love him, man. And and I wanted to see the matchup between him and Jalen Darton, but Darton already opted out. But, you know, uh, he he's outstanding, man. You talk about one of these corners, he's 5'11", um, about 190, and Gene and Charles is, is a good matchup defender. They've had some good players in the secondary uh, the last couple of years. Cl- Clifton Duck was one that I really liked. Um, I believe he's up now in the CFL, uh, but he was outstanding with, with them. You know, freshman All-American, and, and Gene Charles is really good, a little bit bigger than Duck, and, and is a much better athlete, so does a good job in matching up across the board. So it'll be interesting to see who he's going to match up against today because Darden, their dynamic player, is out. That was a pro matchup that I was excited to see. All right. You know, sometimes these guys, Emery, I don't know that much about. But Darden's been so good this year. I've seen him a lot. I've seen his name mentioned. For what he's done in this shortened season, when everyone knows he's getting the ball, it is unreal. What what do you notice? Him? He doesn't look real big, but, man, he's good. Right, and that's the thing, you know, because he doesn't look big, but he plays big. And people will see him and look at his measurements and automatically say slot. But I think he has the potential to play on the outside because how good he is off the line of scrimmage, he's a he's a tough dude. Um, so he's not afraid to get, you know, for someone to get in his face and try to jam him, he's able to, to get good releases. So he has that good bit of maybe position flexibility where he can be an inside or outside guy. And we've seen smaller guys thrive on the outside, not necessarily have to play solely in the slot. You just want the football in his hands because he's so elusive. Does a good job of making guys miss, which also makes him a dynamic retirement as well. So that value is going to be skyrocket, uh, is going to skyrocket as we move through the process because he's quick, uh, he's explosive, he has a great knack for the big play and doesn't mind sacrificing for the catch. So you'll see him lay out for passes and over the middle of the field or down the field, has a great sense of, uh, you know, judging the ball and, and tracking the ball. So big fan of his game overall. Uh, one of the premier players going to be at this position in the draft class. Okay, App State favored by 21. I mean, that is a lot of points, Emery. What do you think? North Texas has absolutely zero defense. So, App State, we know, is a good defensive football team. Lay all those points with the Mountaineers. Wow. Got it. Okay, that's interesting because that is it's a lot of points, man, 21 points. All right, tomorrow we got a couple more bowl games. Man, my schedule is way off. I did not realize this, Emery. You know, with all the conference championships and me doing Army Air Force, I didn't know there would be bowls right away like this. Um, The Potato Bowl, Tulane against Nevada. And what's interesting about this one is I did two Tulane games last year against Army and against UCF. And I did Nevada two years ago. So I actually know both of these players. Uh, Let's start with the defensive end. For Tulane, Cameron Sample. He's a, a really good five-technique type prospect. Um, good hands, good point of attack strength, reads well, able to disengage. You don't really move him off the spot. All those good things you like to see about guys that are playing uh, as a big defensive end, and, you know, he's playing the, the five in that defense. Um, I think he could be a five at the next level. So you look at some three, four teams or teams that want to be versatile or multiple up front. Um, he also is a good pressure player. So when you have the strength to really, you know, walk guys back into the, the pocket and also quickly disengage, 
you, you have an opportunity to be a, a pressure player and also a good, you know, solid run defender. I think he does a good job of playing with his eyes, so he's able to quickly diagnose what's going on and, and get to the ball carrier. Uh, one of the more underrated prospects. I, you know, at times his technique can be, uh, you know, a little bit off as far as like breaking his legs with his arms. So he tends to reach a little bit, um, overextend, which could get him off balance. But for the most part, he's solid fundamentally and does a good job in finding the football. All right. What about for Nevada, a guy that he was even making plays a couple of years ago as a freshman against Toledo? He's a junior now, but uh, he has been explosive for the last couple of years for the Wolfpack. And I love it. I think in that game, Emory, I might have said Romeo rolling on dubs when he had a big play. He's got a great nickname. Uh, I don't even know that's his nickname. That's just what I called him. It's just a great phrase. The wide receiver from Nevada. Yeah, dubs gets dubs on game day, man. That's all he does. And, you know, for a tall guy, he's returning punts. And, again, if you're returning punts, that tells you all you need to know about your footwork. If you're returning kicks, that tells you all you need to know about your speed. So, case in point, in high school, I returned punts. I didn't return kicks. So, that tells you all you need to know about my long speed, but more so about my quickness. Dubs is outstanding. He can play on the outside. He can play on the inside. He tracks the ball well. Um, He has that ability to really wait until the last moment to get his hands out to catch the football. And that's exactly how you are taught as a receiver. That allows you to maximize your speed and your ability to close on the football when it's in the air. So big fan of his game. He's a he's a, a guy that's going to even get bigger as a pro player. You know, he's going to thicken out a little bit. But I love the athleticism and his ability to play fast in all directions and also uh, show a good bit of, you know, uh, you know, ability to play above the rim as well. And when they need a big play, they go and try to get some dubs with Romeo Dubs out there on the outside. Nice. Um for both Darden and Dubs, any NFL guys come to mind for either one of those guys? It's always good, I think, for our listeners, if you can think of anyone. If you can't, you can't force it. But if you can think of anyone that their game is somewhat similar to, just so they get that mental image of what these guys might be like. For for uh, Darden, think John Brown. And you look at John Brown in, in juxtaposition to Cole Beasley. Beasley is mostly inside, but Brown is mostly outside. Right. And so if you think John Brown, you can you can see a, a pathway for a guy at five nine, one seventy five like Darden to play on the outside for dubs. You look at someone that that you see going deep down the field and he probably isn't as uh, this guy isn't as athletic as dubs, in my opinion. But he has the same height, weight and uh, does me a little bit faster, but the same type of, uh, you know, ability to go and make plays in a passing game with, with his hands and all the stuff he does as a catcher. And that's Kenny Galladay, you know, from Detroit. But I think when you look at Galladay being just a little bit more athletic and and being able to return punts, that's Romeo Dubs. All right. So Tulane is favored by two and a half. So they're expecting a close game here. What do you think? This is a really good matchup, man. I'm excited to see this one because of the contrast and styles. Now with Will Hall being the head coach at Southern Miss, I don't know how much is gonna, he's going to have – an effect on what we're going to see offensively from Tulane because I'm a big Will Hall guy. Uh, so I'm going to take Nevada in the points here. I think what they do in the run game, I'm a big fan of Toa Tower. He's a junior, and, and you know, but he's a fun guy to watch. He's a, a, a tough, tenacious runner. I think Nevada gets the win. They've been disappointing the last couple of weeks, um, but 
I'm giving I'm going with the Wolfpack here. Okay, Boca Raton Bowl, BYU against UCF. There are some people that think BYU quarterback Zach Wilson is the second best, meaning better than Trey Lance, better than Justin Fields, only behind Trevor Lawrence. So Jets fans now, make sure you listen to what Emery says about Zach Wilson. Well, you have to preface it by saying it's funny how some people just automatically want to find someone new to talk about as opposed to talking about the same two guys and Lawrence and, and uh, Fields. Um, but if you're doing your, your work, you understand Fields has a good projection to the pro game. Uh, Wilson, I you know, wanted to tell people about him that freshman year in that New Mexico Bowl where he came in there and, and went 13 for 13 or something like that. He was outstanding. Um, but Wilson, to me, uh, plays like how Johnny Manziel should have been playing at the pro level. So he's a much more calmer version of Manziel. He's not the dynamic runner. Manziel was a legit four or five guy uh, and ran for 1,500 yards in the SEC. Wilson is not that type of runner, but he's every bit of a passer. And um, he's got good velocity on the football, can drive the football anywhere he wants to on the field, has a really good sense of timing and, and pressure. He knows how to handle pressure very well. So, yeah, there's a lot to like about Wilson. I do think he's a first-round talent. Um, in the first round quarterback. So, yes, if you don't want to go with Fields um, and you want to go with Wilson, you can't go wrong with either. Um, Fields just gives you the plus one in the run game. Wilson gives you a little bit more, um, you know, consistency down to down as far as throwing the football, but both are tremendous quarterbacks. And in this game, he's going to be tested because UCF does a great job of matching up in the secondary. That's why I like this matchup as well. So, Okay, it doesn't sound like, though, you think he's better than a better prospect than Justin Fields. No, because I've seen Justin Fields do it consistently at the, the, you know, against better competition. You know, I've seen him do things against Clemson that I just don't think that Phil uh, Wilson can do. So, again, you're looking at traits, but you're also looking at who they played and how they've played those games. I've seen him bounce back and make throws that were ridiculous against Michigan when he got knocked out with the knee injury, came back in and threw a dime in the back corner of the end zone on the run. Um, I've seen him be an asset in the run game. I've seen him do things like that. Now, Wilson, Wilson to me has really good intermediate velocity and placement. So if you want to fit Wilson into an offense, ideally, if it were me, if I'm San Francisco, I'm trying to do what I can to get Wilson. Wilson can throw on the run. Wilson has good accuracy intermediate of the field. Um, he gives you that good, that that boot and that waggle action because he's explosive when he gets out on the move. We've seen him show the ability to drive the football team down the field in a crunch time situation. Wilson is the perfect Kyle Shanahan quarterback. And until I know who is draft, who's coaching the Jets, I don't want to put Wilson in that situation. Wilson is tremendous. Don't get me wrong. He is exactly what you want. I think people will be surprised, though, at how he measures. Uh, they list him at 6'3", 215 or something like that. I guarantee you, I won't say guarantee, but I will strongly uh, bet that this guy is about 6'1", 195, or 6 feet, 195. Jeff Garcia could also be a comparison, but he's more Ian Book than he is Wilson. But Wilson, to me, would be an ideal fit in San Francisco. Wow, that's that that I, I like that. That makes a lot of sense to me. 
What about the UCF corner he'll be throwing it against, Aaron Robinson? You don't see tall guys be able to play inside like Robinson does. You know, he's 6'1", 195, so he's a big corner. But he can play on the boundary. He can play on the field side. He can play inside. He's got good patience. He has, uh, you know, good explosiveness. So where they have him aligned to how they use him at UCF, I'm a big fan of. I just love their secondary and how they're coached out there. These guys are patient with their punch. They're able to mirror and match, so they don't have to really get their hands on you, and they're still pressing you. You know, and that's the key because you can press with your hands or you can press with your feet. And those guys out there at UCF do a great job of doing both. So that's when I, that's what I mean when I say they can mirror and match. That's why you see him playing inside in the slot and also on the boundary side or the field side. So he has good athleticism. He can be a, he can plug and play wherever you need him to be, and he's going to the senior bowl. BYU is favored by seven and a half, Emory. What do you think? That's a lot of points, man, um, because UCF can score. And, you know, BYU's defense is, is solid up front. Uh, in the secondary, there's gonna, they're going to be challenged a little bit, put it that way. <laughs> UCF has a ton of speed. This will be a tight game. I, I, I think this is going to be one of the best matchups of the early bowl schedule. So I'm taking UCF in the points here. Okay, let's move on to Louisiana Tech. Well, wait a minute. By the way, I just noticed – Louisiana Tech, Georgia Southern's in a bowl. That's another team that Army beat that's in a bowl. Wow, man. Disappointing. Um, that's the last game. It's the New Orleans Bowl. Louisiana Tech against Georgia Southern. Now let's talk wide receiver Adrian Hardy for Louisiana Tech, even though he opted out. Yeah, last year I went to to Marshall out in Huntington to, to scout J. Morris Smith the quarterback who ended up with the Patriots on a practice squad and then got released, and also Hardy. But both guys were suspended prior to the game, for you know, prior to kickoff because of violation of team rules. I'm like, I came all the way out here to see these two. and I, But that's how I ended up finding out about Chris Jackson, that was in the corner for Marshall, who got drafted by Tennessee in the seventh round. So it worked out for me. But it also got me uh, to look at the, the the reserve receiver that um, ended up going to the pros and plays on the practice squad somewhere. Uh, but Hardy is a really good receiver. Again, another one that plays bigger than his size. He's listed at 5'11", 190, which is good, solid size for receiver. But he plays like he's 6'1", 6'2". Um, so he, he may even be 6'1", by, by, you know, by now. Uh, but I like how he has an attitude of a – he has a dog mentality at receiver. And that's great. He may not have the deep speed, but he's going to be a possession guy all day that's going to win at the at the catch point consistently. I love his toughness. And I love his ability to, to make a guy miss. He's maybe he's not the most elusive guy as far as like darting is concerned, but he can make that one guy miss and, and, and pick him up and put him down. He's a long strider, so he's going to have to work on being a little bit more quick and explosive in his short area uh, burst uh, of his game, that portion of his game. But as far as hands at the catch point, toughness, to, to really, uh, you know, make that big grab that you need and be able to get away from a defender uh, to get a first down, that's that's Hardy all day long. And, I, I, you know, I did a Georgia Southern game this year, so I like the linebacker that you have for them, Rashad Bird, but I also like the fact that my dudes at DraftKings, I mean, they're just giving it away right now. This is crazy. Basketball season is here. That's another thing I can't believe. I can't believe we have bowl games. I can't believe basketball season's here. 
and they've got some unbelievable can't-miss offers. How about this? They're giving new players 100-to-1 odds on any featured matchup this week. So if you've been on the fence on whether or not to sign up for DraftKings, go now. All you have to do is bet $1 on any featured matchup this week, and if your team wins, you cash a crisp $100. DraftKings, this is the key. Safe, secure, reliable. Make it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code ROSS when you sign up to get 100-to-1 odds on any featured matchup this week. That's code ROSS for new players to get a shot at $100 on any featured matchup this week. Limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey or PA only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, Rashad Bird, what do you got, Emery? Love how he's an all-three-down backer. He just finds the football. He's good in coverage, good sideline-to-sideline speed, and and doesn't waste movements, too, in the run game. So he's going to fit well and also is an explosive tackler. So he's what you want in today's game as far as playing a linebacker position. He can play all three. Um, And when you watch Georgia Southern play, um, you, you tend to see him constantly make plays. Man coverage may be a bit of a question, but zone coverage, he gets himself in between the ball and the receiver, does a great job of making plays on the ball. Uh, I think he does have that good instinctive feel for the position, and I I like him as a pro prospect and not just a guy that you could say, okay, he can play well on special teams, but I think he's a, a traditional um, – uh, he's a, a, a guy you can trust in your regular defense is what I'm trying to say, more so than you know him playing in certain sub-packages. I like his game. I think he has, he has pro – a really good pro future. Georgia Southern is favored by six and a half points. What do you like? Oh, um, you know, La Tech without, you know, Henderson, they're running back and without Hardy. Yeah, I'm laying those points with Georgia Southern. I think they could win that game. Got it. Okay, there you have it. Emery with his four picks this week, the prospects to watch tonight, tomorrow, and then Wednesday, we are all over it, and we are all done. Check him out on Twitter, out F-Ball Game Plan, Football Game Plan on YouTube. And the key, especially this time of year, footballgameplan.com slash 2021 draft guide. The keg is kicked. We are all tapped out. Thanks for listening to the College Draft Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Fantasy Feast, Even Money, and the Business of Sports. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.